Good morning, God's wonderful people. Jehovah is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him, to all that call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He also will hear their cry and will save them. Jehovah, preserve all them that love him but all the wicked will be destroyed. My mouth shall speak the praise of Jehovah and let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. We are up this morning, my friends. Let's bless the Lord. Let's praise his name. Let's give him thanks because Jehovah is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. That reading was from Psalm 145, from verse 17 to verse 21. Today we continue our study on the warrior's identity, our look into the identity of the warrior. We continue our march in looking at the third phrase of the first declaration concerning man's creation by God, where he says, let us make man in our image. Our image is what we're looking at, in our image, that phrase. And understanding that phrase begins with us first understanding image. And as we analyze this word image, we have already analyzed the Sadi or the Sadiq in the, in, in the, at the beginning of this word. This word begins with the letter Sadiq. We analyze that letter and we have found that this letter is a letter that is full of truth and full and pregnant with the truth of God. And so in analyzing that letter, we have looked at various aspect of that letter not the full gamut of it though but enough for us to garner enough truth of this word salim that is the Hebrew word for image we are looking into a study on genesis chapter 1 from verse 26 to verse 31 and in this study we are looking at the declaration that god made concerning man's creation so god made three declarations concerning man's creation Everything else that God created, he made one declaration, one single declaration. The only time he made more than one declaration is in respect of man. And there's another instance where he made a second declaration, and that would have been in the creation of the animals. Now, my friends, as we look at this word, the word Salem, we have already analyzed the Sadiq, as I've said. But now today we're analyzing the second letter, which is the letter Lamed. Lamed. Now, Lamed is a very interesting letter. Very interesting because it's also pregnant with truth. As a matter of fact, every Hebrew letter is pregnant with truth, but some will be so, I mean, you fall in love with some more than others because, again, because of your experiences, you may fall in love with some letters more than others. Lamed is one of my favorite letters. Let's look at the Lamed. First, let's look at the pictogram. The pictogram of the Lamed. Remembering that the Hebrew language is a pictogram language. It, it, it uses pictures. And the pictures are what tells the message or the meaning or depiction of each of those letters. So the pictogram of the Lamed is a staff. Now, for those of us who might not be aware, the, the staff is that rod that the shepherd walks, that long stick that has a curve at the top. 
Like you see the shepherds walk with. Some of us have seen it in the movies, especially the movies concerned in the Middle East. And, and you see the shepherds in there. They have that long staff with a curve at the top. It's also a cattle goad. You know, um, you'll see the cattle goad is a long piece of stick that they use to, uh, to keep the, 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 the cattle in check. You know, so you don't have that curve on it to hook the cow because, I mean, no stick is going to be strong enough to hook that cow and bring him back in line. So the cattle goad is that long stick that is used to, you know, hit the cow to keep them in line, you know. And as, as you're leading them out or you're driving them out to, to, to pasture or wherever you're driving them out to. It's also a rod. You know, you'll see a lot of um, dignitaries and, and, and persons who are in leadership position with, with a staff or a stick. Um, a common um, reference point to this would be like the, the superintendent of police. You, you'll see them with that, that piece of stick. That's, that's called a rod, a scepter. Uh, so it, it, that's, a, that's a depiction of it. Um, in, in parliament, when parliament is opening, you'll see the, a, a man walking with this long rod, which also the decorations on it, and he walks with it and puts it down in, in the middle of, 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 um, of, the, of, the, of the hall. That is, that is, that's a rod. Uh, and it's also called a scepter. So the scepter is what you see those kings walk with, that, that, that rod in their hand. Some of them carry a short one, some carry a long one. And, and the size may vary, but it, the, the function is the same. A staff is used to control the herd, like I said, to keep them in line and to guide them along. It's also used to protect the herd, warding off predators. So for the shepherd, that, that, that staff is also a weapon to ward off predators. It's also used as a weapon to protect himself. It is used to prod or to urge the herd forward. So if the herd is lagging and not, you know, walking as, as fast as they should and, you know, gazing and, and gazing there, they'd use the rod to kind of nudge them forward, you know. And the staff is also uh, used, for example, if, if, a if a sheep, you know, gets caught in a cliff, you know, the rod, that hook can be used to lift that sheep up to bring it back up to safety. The staff is also a symbol of authority, you know, like we said, it, it's used by the kings and, and, and as a scepter, right? The, the shepherd's staff is normally taller than the shepherd. This is depicted in the form of the letter Lamed because this letter Lamed is the letter that goes above the line. So if you're imagining writing within two lines, you're writing between two lines, the Lamed would go above the top line. It starts at the baseline, it would end at the baseline, but it would protrude above that line. And it's the only letter that goes above the top line. Every other letter is within the line. And some may go below the baseline, but it's, the Lamed is the only one that goes above. The, the, the letters that spells the name Lamed are Lamed, Mem, and Dalet. These three letters are used in the Torah in the word Lamad. And Lamad means teach, instruct, or train. That is to impart information in a formal or informal setting with a focus that the information will be responded to so be a training or of the object. So it's where you are literally training someone. Uh, in Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Now therefore hearken, O Israel, unto the statutes and unto the judgments which I teach you for to do them, that he may live and go in and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers giveth you. The word used there where it says which I teach you is the word lamad, it means to teach, but the focus is more on training. It's focused on you responding to the information given, your response to the information given. 
So it's more focused on training. In other words, getting you to conform to the information that is, is shared. All right? Now, it, Lamad also means to learn or train. That is to gain information or signals and cues and respond properly to it with regular action implying acceptance of or submission to the information. So here it talks about, you know, gaining information, whether it's by signals or by cues, you're going to respond to that information properly. That is what the Lamad focuses on, your response to the information. So there's a saying among the rabbis that says the Aleph and the Lamed are, 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 are connected. And we're going to see that as we go through this. But the, the, the saying there is that the Aleph is the, is the um, theoretical teaching, but the Lamed is a practical teaching because the Aleph is the Torah, the written word of God. But the Lamed is where you are taught through actions and practical exercises. Deuteronomy 4 verse 10, that word is used there again, the word Lamad. And it says, especially the day that thou stoodest before the Lord, thy God in Oreb, when the Lord said unto me, gather me the, the people together. And I will make them hear my words, that they may learn to fear me all the days that they shall live upon the earth, and that they may teach their children. Teach their children. And here it refers again to the practical teaching of the Lamad. This demonstrates, um, this is demonstrated in, in, the, in the staff of the shepherd, in how it is used. The, the staff is used to literally um, guide the sheep along the path, to lift them out from places that they have gone. The staff is used to prod them on. You see, you don't talk to sheep and you don't say to them, oh, don't go there, don't go there, hey, stop that. The rod, that staff is used to convey that message in a practical way. And that's what the Lamad means, to teach or to train or to learn by training. It also means to learn, you know. All right, so let's look at the form of the letter Lamed. The Lamed is formed from a Kaf and a Vav, remembering that we say that every Hebrew letter is formed from, you know, two or more other, other, other Hebrew letters. And some of them are just basically a letter that stands. For example, the Yud, it's not formed by, by two or more. It, it, it's, it's, it's the Yud. This is the very smallest letter of the Hebrew alphabet. So it's not formed by any, but it is even in every other letter. The Lamed is formed from the the calf and the vav. Now, the calf is the palm of a hand. You know, imagine that the palm of your hand cupped, like you're holding up something. It means to allow, to cover, to open the hand, the power to suppress or to lift up. Now, if you if you cup your hands as if you're holding something, it is the same shape that your hand is in if you're going to suppress something or push something down. So if you're going to lift up something, your hand is cupped. If you're going to push down something, your hand is cupped. So it means to uplift or to suppress. The gematria for the calf is 20. 20 is a number of expectancy. And here it is, it is, it is shown in Genesis chapter 31, chapter 31, verse 38 and 41, where Jacob waited 20 years for his wife. Expectancy. Again, Israel waited 20 years for, the, for a deliverer from Jabin, oppression. So here again, in Judges chapter 4, verse 3, that is given. So we see there that the 20 is a, is a number that is its, its, its spiritual significance is, is expectancy. Expectancy. So we see here that the calf 
is the hand that supports our uplift. All right. Um, the valve, on the other hand, is a nail. It's a peg or a hook. It means to connect or to join together to make something secure, becoming bond to. See, the, the valve is a tent peg. It is used to connect the tent to the earth, holding it in place. It connects that which is above with what is below. An oak is used to pull something up. It brings that which is below to the realms of what is above. So the connection that the, that the valve symbolizes is a connection of heaven and earth. And as a matter of fact, that's the first place in the Bible where the valve is used, where it says God created the heaven so the heaven and the earth so there is the first place where the vav is used and the vav it means to connect that is why in the torah in the bible the vav is that letter that is used to mean and so it is connecting heaven with earth that's what the vav is it is god connecting with man so it's god coming down to connect with man that which is above being connected with that which is below and it's also that which is below is lifted up to, to, to be connected with what is above. So man is uplifted and connected with God. So it's connecting what is below to the realms of what is above. So the Vav is to connect. It joins two entities together. The gematria of the Vav is six. Six is the number that refers to all of creation. It's, the, it's, the, it's man's number. It's the number of man. That, that is what all six is associated throughout scripture. That's the spiritual significance, the number of man. The Vavinus number six also refers to all of creation. So in this, the Lamed is the uplifting of life, the uplifting of man. Through teaching, training, you can either uplift an individual or suppress him. But Lamed, Lamed teaching is the uplifting of man. Now that might sound strange to you that I'm saying that you can suppress a person through teaching. That is how persons are suppressed, through teaching. It is through teaching, the practical teaching, that you suppress an individual. A classic example of this is the race um, philosophy, the philosophy of the races. A philosophy goes out and it has captured everyone's attention to the point where even the person who is, who, who is being, uh, you know, sub, I mean, treated less than, accepts the philosophy and now defines himself according to that philosophy. And that's when you know what teaching is really accomplished. And so through that false teaching, man is suppressed. So through teaching, man can be suppressed. So in this also, we understand that, you know, through the, the idea of the, the gematria of these numbers, Kaf is 20 and the Vav is 26. So therefore, the total is 26. Now, in this, we understand that 26 being the sum of these, num these two letters, 26 being the gematria for God's personal name is also teaching us that God is the teacher. God is the teacher. In Deuteronomy 8 verse 1 to 5, it reads that he said, God saying, speaking to Israel, all the commandments that I command thee this day shall he observe to do that he may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers. And thou shalt remember all the way which Jehovah thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no, and humble thee and suffer thee to hunger, and fed thee with manna, which thou knowest not, neither did thy fathers know, that he might make thee know that man doeth not live by bread alone, but by every word 
that proceedeth out of the mouth of Jehovah doeth man live. Now, this here, my friends, if you when, when you look at this, you see how God teach here. God literally uses situations and circumstances. He suffered them to hunger and then fed them. Why? To teach them that man does not live by bread alone. That was that's how God teach. The circumstance of your life is God teaching you about life. It's God teaching you some important lessons of life. Learn the lessons, my friends, because that's God teaching you. So the Lamed here in its form is pointing back to God as the teacher, the one who teaches, the one who causes learning. Right? Let's look at the Gematria here. The numerical value of Lamed or Lamed is 30. The number 30 is associated with maturity, loyalty, and true dedication to certain sphere or action. 30 is a product of 3 and 10. This denotes in a higher degree the perfection of divine order as marked the right moment. So 30 is, is that number that is produced when you multiply 3 times 10. And remember, when any number is multiplied by 10, it gives a magnification of that number's significance. So the significance of the number becomes greater. It's a greater significance. So 3 is a perfect number. It means divine perfection. So multiply that by 10, you will end up with what is referred to as the perfection of divine order. As marking the right moment. Things are brought to the perfect, the perfect time. Right time, right order. They are properly aligned. The perfection of divine order as marking the right moment. Christ was 30 years of age at the commencement of his ministry. Again, this is significant. Given in, in Luke 3 verse 23, tells that he was 30 years of age of age when he began his ministry. Joseph, um, his type, was the same age. That's Joseph in Genesis. Was the same age when he was you know, brought to the fore. David also, when he began to reign, was 30 years of age. God likely chose this age because it's when a person reached both physical and mental maturity. That's a, that's a literal fact of, his, of man's physical um, makeup. And can therefore handle major responsibilities. That's the point at which man reached physical maturity and mental maturity. Also, we'll note that you know, um, 30 is the age at which the, the, the priest would be initiated into their priestly office. Those who were between the age of 30 and 50. Because 30, like we say, is the age of maturity, 50 and you know the point at which a man you know is no longer as you know active as, as before. So when you pass 50, it's like you, you start downhill from there. So the, the, the Bible recognized that period. God you know, indicated that this period of man's life is his most active period. The number 30 is also associated with sacrifice, as there were 30 coins that tempted Judas to sell Jesus out. It resulted in the greatest sacrifice in, in the world. When Jesus took away all the sins of humanity with his death. Noah's Ark dimensions were 300 cubits long, 50 cubits wide, and 30 cubits high. Again, showing 30 as connected to God's redemption of his people. The commission of the church of Jesus Christ is to teach the gospel. Christ commissioned the church to teach the gospel. Again, here, reiterating about us being a part of that redemptive plan. Let's look at the initiation of the, of the, of the letter Lamed. 
where's the first where in the bible is it used the first place it's used because that again will teach us something about the letter the first place in the torah where the lamed is used to begin a word is in genesis 1 verse 5. it says there in genesis 1 verse 5 and god called the light day and the darkness he called night and the evening and the morning were the first day this however is not the first place or not the first point in the, in the verse where Lamed appears at the beginning of a word. In the same verse, it appears at the beginning of the word Lahor. Now, Lahor, it, it, it means here to or towards the light. To or towards, because or is light. The letter La, Lamed, is used there as a preposition. It is used there in that word as a preposition, and it means to or towards. In, the, in its first use, however, here the Lamed begins the word Layla, which is translated night. So where it says, and God called the darkness night, the darkness he called night, that word night is the word Layla, and it begins with a Lamed. Here, my friends, we see that the Lamed here is beginning the word night. Now, the darkness is the absence or the restraining of, of light, of light or, or the lacking of light. This brings out the idea that teaching and training involves restraint, holding back or preventing. Now, this is classically brought out, my friends, in many instances where a youngster would come to a master trying to learn the heart of what the master is good at. And a way to, to, to depict this is in that movie, The Karate Kid. He goes to Mr. Miyagi to learn karate. And Mr. Miyagi is giving him some seemingly menial task. Once task which he, he, he considered to be, this is not karate. And he gets frustrated. But then when, when Mr. Miyagi begins to show him how these practical movements are literally the basics of karate. He was learning the basic movements and stance and positioning of karate without even knowing it. But he was seeing it as menial tasks. This is the lamed, my friends. Where in teaching, you have to understand that in a teaching and training of any individual, it involves you exercising restraint or teaching that student restraint. Holding them back from that zeal and overzealousness in wanting to get to the end of the product before learning the basics. You have to restrain them. This is what the La La Leila is teaching us about Lamed. So my friends, the Lamed means to teach. It shows us that teaching is how man is uplifted. Teaching is the means by which man learns and receives redemption. Where Christ tells us, go in therefore and teach all nations, that is the means by which man attains and access redemption through teaching. It is also how man is suppressed because it's through teaching that man is suppressed. The calf and, and the vav, where all they are constructed are placed or positioned to form the lamed, the calf is that cupped hand turned sideways and the vav stands on the top of it which extends the lamed above the top of the line. It's the uplifting of man. Man is uplifted. The vav, that letter, the man letter, the number for man, six, the letter for man, vav. 
It shows the uplifting of man. That's what teaching is. The lament points to God who is the ultimate trainer and teacher because the calf is 20, the vav is 6. 26 points directly. It's the same geometrical value of God's personal name, Yehovah. And here we see, my friends, that the lamed points right back to Yehovah as the teacher. The lamed is also the leader. It is the leader who teaches and trains and guides and protects. The lamed is also authority. It's the authority of the teacher or the trainer. So the lamed brings out all this, my friends, because one cannot teach without authority. And any teacher is going to teach must lead. A teacher is a leader. A teacher is a person of authority. And you need this. This is implied by the letter Lamed. Here, my friends, we see that Lamed means to teach. So let's put these two letters together that we have looked at so far. We have looked at the Sadiq, righteousness. And now we look at the Lamed, the teacher, the leader. And here we see the righteousness of the leader. Who is the leader? Jehovah. The righteousness of the leader, Yehovah. Beautiful thing is coming out here, my friends. We continue this in our next episode. The intent of the teacher is to uplift the student. The real intent of the teacher is to take that student from where they are and bring them to a higher plane. That's the intent of the Lamed, my friends. When you understand that it is God who is the teacher and, and his intent is to bring you to a higher plane that should change the way you look at God. That should change the way you approach God. It should change the way you relate to God. Because God is intent on bringing you to a higher plane, to a higher level, so that you can be the best that you can be. Now my friends, your responsibility here is to submit, to submit to the teacher. To let the teacher guide and direct you. To let the teacher bring you to where you're supposed to be. To let the teacher be the teacher and train you. In order for you to be trained. In order to be, for you to be supported and lifted up. You must submit. You must submit. Submit to the hand of God. That supports you. And that is supposed to lift you up. Father, we give you thanks today. We thank you for your love and your mercies, O oh God, that are manifested in our lives through the things you bring us through, the circumstances that you walk us through, that you carry us through, all meant to teach us and to train us in becoming what you have created us to be. Father, we ask you today to, through your Holy Spirit, to guide us in humility, guide us, Lord, in submission as we submit to your hands in leading us and teaching us your way. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great day now, my friends. And do remember that God loves you and I do too. Shalom.